This episode is brought to you by Podbean. Are you looking to start your own podcast? Podbean is an easy and powerful way to start podcasting. We give you all of the tools you need for a successful podcast, and there's no difficult technology to learn. Sign up today for a free Podbean account at www.podbean.com. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. Welcome to the Godly Girl Talk podcast, where we do just that. I'd like to imagine us as besties who are sharing heart-to-hearts, but with a Christian perspective and over the internet. (laughs) I'm your host, Cass. I'm going to talk about all the crazy stuff that happens in us ladies' lives. I'm talking boys, dating, school, friends, drama, you name it, we're talking about it. Now sit back, grab yourself a coffee and a treat, because you deserve it, and open your Bibles. Let's dive into the Word together. Hello, my GGs. Welcome to another episode of my podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Cass, and I'm super thankful to have you joining this amazing community of God-loving, beautiful, strong ladies. So today I'm going to be talking about ways to keep the Christ in Christmas. I'm definitely in the Christmas spirit. Currently, I'm sitting in front of my Christmas tree that may have been set up since November 1st. I'm not willing to admit that. Um, (laughs) I am drinking a wonderful latte and I have all of my Bath and Body Works Christmas candles lit. So I am focused and ready to talk about this. So let's dive in. So as I mentioned, I'm talking about ways to keep the Christ in Christmas. So personally, I found this as the years go on, uh, just to become harder, especially when you become an adult. You have to start making your own Christmas traditions. You spend more time driving back and forth on the highways between families. You have to balance work or school life and picking which spouse's family gets you on Christmas Day. All that being said, it is possible and absolutely necessary to keep Christ in the center of Christmas. So the best way to do this is the two P's. That is planning ahead and prayers. (laughs) I think we should all know that though. So I'm just going to provide you with five tips and suggestions to help you keep Christ in Christmas. These are traditions and activities that my husband and I do, and I believe they've really helped us make Christmas time more purposeful and glorifying to God. That being said, some of these tips might be a bit uh, provocative, controversial, so I mean, it's just my personal opinion, and, and let me know in the comments how you feel about it, and if you have any suggestions, I'd love to hear from you. All right. Number one. So I like to title this uh, tip as birthday party. (laughs) So I actually started this tradition several years ago when I learned it from one of my youth pastors. I love this tradition and it has really become my favorite part about Christmas. So what we do is on Christmas Eve, we spend time making a cake together. Usually this is my sister and I, but since I've started to spend Christmas with the hubs and his family over the years, um, it's more my husband and I that have been tackling this role. So every year I try to do a different kind of cake. I try to make it really beautiful, uh, which, you know, is a little hard because I'm not great at that kind of stuff. And I know it's a thought that counts, but to me, I just feel like Jesus deserves a very beautiful birthday cake. Uh, So we make it on Christmas Eve and then the next day we serve the cake and as a family we sing happy birthday to Jesus. So this is an awesome way to keep the focus on God and the sacrifice he made by sending his son on earth. Um, It just brings the family together and it's really fun. (laughs) 
A few years ago, my family and I actually decorated the house as like a birthday party theme. So we had balloons, we had streamers, we had signs, uh, you know, with Bible verses everywhere. And it was actually so fun. So in the future, my husband and I plan on making Christmas a birthday party and having our kids celebrate it that way, uh, rather than Santa Claus idealism that is currently the norm. Uh, So that's just like my personal opinion. I grew up never believing in Santa Claus. It was really important that to my dad that we understood the true meaning of Christmas and that it wasn't convoluted with the secular world's view of how we should be celebrating that day. And it's something I'm really grateful for. I never had to go through that dreaded moment when I realized Santa isn't real because I just always knew he wasn't real. So yeah, just keeping the focus on God this way makes it really fun. It brings your focus on Jesus and actually physically singing happy birthday to Jesus. I think it's just something that's really cool. And I, yeah. So tip number two is acts of service. So every year I try to do something with the community that allows me to pay it forward, help others, serve God, just by being a faithful servant to his people. Obviously, this is something we should strive to do all year round, but I find it's really easy to do this. There's so many opportunities over the Christmas season to get involved. So what I do every Christmas is I actually go back to my home church where I grew up And uh, my family and I, we deliver Christmas pantries full of food, goodies, toys, etc. to less fortunate families. This is a great way to get together as a family, uh, do an awesome activity together while helping others. And this can be a really hard time for some people. And doing this is a great way to show the world what Christians are. What should we love, right? The word says, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. So let's start to live like that and bring truth to it. And there's no better time to start doing that than the Christmas season. So tip number three is Bible time. This might be kind of obvious one, but uh, read the Bible. (laughs) Kind of a no-brainer. But yeah, I suggest reading, uh, I guess, good old Luke 1, 5 to 56 uh, through 2, 1 to 20 would probably be good. Speaking personally, I don't really read the birth of Christ when I'm reading the Bible throughout the year. I don't know if that's bad. I've never felt convicted about it, but I think generally, speaking for myself actually, I focus on when Jesus can talk. So this is just a part of the Bible that I feel like I definitely overlook throughout the year. So what a great time to read this part of the Bible, right? Uh, If you have family or friends or whomever you spend time with over Christmas, you could have a Bible study together. You could take turns reading the verses. If you have kids or even little siblings or nieces and nephews, you can print out a script and have them read different parts of the Bible and make it really interactive for them. This just allows us to reflect on the miracle that is the birth of Jesus and celebrate that. Also, if you're in a season where you're struggling with bringing yourself to read the Bible, you know, I've been there where you kind of feel like, okay, like I, I, you kind of are forcing yourself to do it. It becomes more of a, I need to, not a want kind of thing. So I think this is a great way to kind of jumpstart the new year by getting into the word and kind of building a different kind of excitement around it. If you incorporate into your Christmas traditions or be intentional on who you spend your time with on Christmas. So this might be a bit controversial, and it's just my opinion, and it's actually something the Lord has been revealing to me over the past few years, and I'm still kind of 
coming to terms with it. But I, I think as Christians, if we want to celebrate the birth of Christ, we have to be intentional with spending time with people who want to do the same. So I know this is hard. Personally speaking, um, I grew up and we would spend every single Christmas with our family who who aren't Christian. So Christmas Day wasn't focused on Jesus whatsoever once we left our house in the morning. This isn't to say that you need to blacklist any family members who aren't Christian and avoid them at all costs over the holidays. Um, I'm just suggesting that you be intentional and aware and that you're making sure that you aren't sacrificing your faith and time to celebrate Jesus to be with others. So maybe you spend the morning with Jesus and celebrate him, listening to worship music, etc. And then at dinner time is when you are around people who may not believe, but, you know, living in community and perhaps you can pray before that to inspire them and, and open, uh, have an open dialect to be able to talk about what, what you believe Christmas is about, right? So it's, this is up to you. Pray about it. Pray about opportunities. Encourage others. Inspire them, etc. So my husband and I have been mindful when making our Christmas plans. Uh, we just want to make sure that God is glorified. So I don't want to spend Christmas dinner eating a meal and thinking, oh my gosh, you know, we didn't even pray before this meal and it's, it's Christmas, right? So I think this idea of making sure you're spending time with believers kind of goes against the message of the world. So I remember when I was sharing this opinion with a fellow Christian and they said, well, the most important thing about Christmas is family. And I had to disagree. I said, no family is more important than Jesus, right? No one in the whole world is more important than Jesus. So why am I picking others over him, right? So actually this morning I heard a really interesting quote about how Jewish and, and Jewish religion, um, they actually celebrate holy days. And holy days, you know, you can go back in history, even through the Bible, right? It talks about those holy days. And we have turned those holy days into holidays. So just think about that. When you're spending Christmas Day, are you thinking, oh, this is a holiday or this is a holy day? And I think as Christians, we should be striving to obtain the latter. So tip number five, this is my last tip. Uh, reject the commercialism of Christmas. I know it's a huge statement, but and it's easier said than done. But this is the way I look at it. Okay, ladies. Jesus got three gifts on his birthday, right? From the three wise men. If Jesus, the king of kings, got three gifts, why do we need so many? Why do I need 12 pallets from Sephora? Or why do I need a, a Starbucks gift card from everyone I know in my stocking? Why do I need this kind of stuff, right? So I like to call this the three wise men rule and it's something I plan on continuing for my future family. So limiting your gifts and asking others to donate to charities or spend an hour with you volunteering at your local soup kitchen or maybe if you're both really passionate about animals, you could ask them for an hour of their time at the Humane Society and you could work together there. This is just a much greater gift than, let's say, a Nordstrom gift card. I love to give personal gifts, photo albums, beautiful cards, etc. My sister and I, I feel like we're in an unwritten competition where we try to make each other cry in the cards we write. Obviously, cry from, you know, just being overwhelmed by the sweetness in the card. But I think those are the gifts that we remember, you know, the ones with a meaning. 
And to me, that's the kind of gifts that I would rather be receiving and rather be giving. So Christmas is celebrating the gift of Jesus, not you, okay? Christmas is not about you. Christmas is not about anyone else but Jesus. And when you think about it, why do we deserve or why are we even expecting gifts on Christmas? Like, this isn't me saying, you know, Christmas should be canceled because that's not true. I love Christmas. I love it. All I'm saying is that when you actually think about it, if you truly believe the Bible to be true and you truly believe the birth of Jesus Christ and, and you think that's the meaning of Christmas, then this whole idea of, of Santa Claus and commercialism and you know trying to keep up with the Joneses who's getting more gifts than one another, it, what does that have to do with the birth of Jesus? Somebody let me know where that connection is because I don't get it. And maybe I need to look in history through the history of how Christmas has evolved, but... I just find that so confusing. The best gift we have ever gotten is God's gift to us, right? The sacrifice of his son on that cross. It's the greatest gift we'll ever get. And that's the only gift that matters. So that is my five tips. I hope you find those helpful and you can incorporate them in your Christmas holidays. Let me know in the comments if you have any ideas. I would love to hear from you. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram. Uh, my name on it is Cassandra Gowing, G-O-W-I-N-G. And yeah, let me know what you think. If you disagree with me, feel free to tell me. I have mentioned this before, but I am currently in law school, so I do love a good debate. So I'm totally open to that. Anyways, I hope you all have a wonderful week and you find time to spend with God. Uh, just remember, ladies, you are beautiful, you are courageous, and you are a daughter of a king. And you are what God says you are, not what society says you are. And let's think about that on Christmas and share that message with others. And spend Christmas glorifying God and celebrating a holy day over a holiday. Alright, thanks for listening, my GGs, and I will talk to you soon. Bye! This episode is brought to you by Podbean Live. Podbean Livestream is a unique platform for turning your podcast production into a live show. It's open to any podcaster on any hosting site. Easily invite multiple co-hosts and guests to join your live stream. Earn money from live show ticket sales and get listener rewards and engage your audience in new and exciting ways. Ready to get started? Sign up today at www.podbean.com slash live. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash live.